Welcome to Visma Ski Classics podcast, Livigno to Levi. Visma Ski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 12 pro tour events and 35 pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Hello folks out there, uh, Visma Ski Classics fans and skiers. Once again, it is time for another exciting episode of Livigno to Levi. And we are now talking about our great events. And I have Ramun Ratti, the CEO of La Diagonela. Ramun, it's great to have you here on our show. Timo, it's a pleasure to be with you and it's a great honor. Thank you. I know that you've been really busy lately because you are doing lots of things, not just running La Diagonela, you're also involved with golf. Well, that's correct. My my main business is uh, managing the golf courses uh, in the Engadian Valley, where basically La Diagonela takes place. And uh, yeah, the La Diagonela goes through both of our golf courses in Tsuots and in Samoyedan. So yes, uh, and I have the honor to uh, to run these two beautiful uh, courses in the Engadine Valley and uh, at the moment it's uh, the sun is shining and a lot of people want to play golf and uh, we are running that business uh, in summer exactly. So you would say things are really picking up over there in your country the corona wouldn't really say it's over but it's getting a little bit uh, loosened up. Yeah you can say like that I mean uh, us uh, all over the world we went through a very special and difficult time i would say and uh, uh, everybody was uh, or is a little bit more uh, defensive a little bit uh, yeah uh, looking how 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 to handle this uh, special situation but i would say at the moment in switzerland we the situation is quite quite safe uh, we we started to uh, to reopen the after a lockdown uh, mid may and since then uh, things uh, went until now quite good and uh, yeah everything is decreasing on that side on the virus side and uh, it looks 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 good obviously we are a region where we work with tourism quite a lot and uh, uh, we have a lot of guests coming in at the moment uh, yeah especially swiss guys of, of course at the moment the international part or the international tourism is uh, yeah it's not here at the moment but uh, i think we feel quite quite safe if if you can say something like that in this time. And then, of course, the winter and La Diagonela. Uh, let's go back in in time a little bit and kind of recall the origin. You know, the kind of the genesis uh, of your event. There's an interesting story behind it. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it. It went quite uh, quite uh, fast. Uh, uh, how how it happened and how how we became part of key classics um, well we were we were a group group of guys who basically all of them are still with us uh, with la diagonela who are uh, some of them are very much into cross-country skiing some of them are more on an event side like myself i'm i'm i, I wouldn't i wouldn't call myself a cross-country skier at all i i, I in the meantime i i did uh, uh, most of the long distance racing races uh, on a very low level, if we want to say, but I'm I'm more on on the event side, and a uh, lot of others on our team are more on the 
on the cross country side and yeah we we always were thinking about uh, uh, about uh, building up a, a, a new race in the classic technique uh, uh, in uh, in the Engadin Valley besides the already known uh, Engadin Ski Marathon which we all uh, know uh, uh, which is in uh, free technique and so we we contacted in that was like uh, yeah early December we contacted uh, Ski Classics David and asked what are the re- recommendations what 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 are what is the setup what what how is it to enter uh, Ski Classics and then uh, yeah and then uh, we waited and uh, some sometimes around after Christmas David called in and asked uh, well uh, how fast can we can we be ready to to host the race? <laughs> because by that time, uh, that was these three years where in whole Central Europe, uh, the snow situation wasn't very good all over the place, and Iserska uh, was about to cancel the race. and uh, And David called in and asked if we are ready to take over the race, and he gave us a, a few hours to think about it, <laughs> and then we decided to take a chance and uh, and go for it. So when he called, were you a little bit nervous? Because really, you didn't have that that many days <laughs> to prepare. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, uh, that was that was was a very special. I, I, actually, we, I was out skiing. It was lunchtime. Then I was, I think, January sixth. I was out skiing, and I got got this call from David, and I stopped, and I got it, and then we went back, and then uh, yeah, we had to do, or I had to do a couple of phone calls uh, and and see. If we we are able to to take uh, this chance and 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 to do it and yes nervous we were all I think so yes absolutely absolutely although although I have to say lots lots of the guys who are working with us they're they're used to to work with events uh, but not on such a short time with such a high level of uh, also you you want to deliver the best possible product right so yeah it was not the uh, like uh, we said, uh, it's easy to do, not at all. So it was a short notice, but what kind of a goal did you have in mind when you started out? You jumped in, you know, for Yiseska, but you had a plan to become a real event. Yeah, well, uh, the plan is and uh, was always to to offer the best possible uh, product or uh, race to all the participants. Uh, not only pro skiers but also recreational skiers, and to offer offer a, a, a perfect event feeling in a in a perfect surroundings, if you want to say, uh, and to showcase our beautiful region and nature. I think that's that's our, our main goal, and that's the goal we still have to deliver year year per year best possible uh, product quality wise. So since you mentioned David Nielsen, the CEO of Visma Ski Classics, so let's listen to him and, and find out what he has to say about La Diagonela and the, the, his story. The story about La Diagonela in Visma Ski Classics is a little bit different and a bit funny. It, I was contacted in November one year from Ramon Ratti, the now CEO of La Diagonela, a keen cross-country skier. He's been doing a lot of the races in the tour himself. And he was asking the possibilities to have a race in Switzerland because he definitely thought that the, you know Switzerland should be part of the Pro Tour. And I explained him the, the conditions and how to make a TV production and what the Pro teams need, etc. 
I was telling them to get back to me when when they had thought about it and the possibilities in the in the future. And the the time span was probably two, three, maybe more years ahead from where we were at the time. But then things happened because just one month later, I was contacted in the Christmas time by Yusarska, the chief of competitions there, saying that was completely green. And there was nothing they could do about it. At that time, they had not enough uh, artificial snow like they do today. And I remember this guy, this Mr. Ratti in, um, in Engadin Valley, he seemed to be a happy person. So I called him up and said, uh, Mr. Ratti, is it of any chance possibilities that you could organize not in three years, but in uh, about 10 days time? And he was quite quiet in the telephone when I called him. So he said, can I call you back in um, two hours? So I hang up and uh, he called me back in one hour and 58 minutes and said, we can do it. That was the start. So basically in 10 days time, we moved all our... Uh, preparations and TV facilities, trucks, helicopters uh, from uh, Czech Republic to um, to Switzerland and Engadin Valley. And uh, it was uh, fantastic uh, to organize because they didn't have a race from before. So, so to actually do a race in 10 days from scratch, that's, uh, that's uh, impressive. It's a great place to go to, basically. La Diagonela, you have now have a Quite a long history. I mean, it's 2014 for, uh, was the first one. But looking into the future, what would you like to achieve with your event? What's your kind of your ultimate, you know, wish in terms of your race? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I, I, I told it already. I mean, uh, we we wanna we on one side we wanna grow obviously as an event uh, per, from the participants wise that's uh, surely a goal, but uh, on the other side I think it's very important nowadays to to deliver yeah a, a good product a good feeling uh, where where yeah where quality is is seen where where the the people who come here. They feel well. They feel that it's all well organized, and that they go back home with a good feeling and say, "I want to be part of it next year again," because it was a great experience. And I think if we achieve that every year in and year out, and uh, then we are on the right right track. And I feel that we are on that track uh, since since uh, since the beginning. Yeah. So what are the elements that are needed to get that experience you referred to? What are the people what well, are people looking for when they come over? Uh, if you have a lot of people on, on key on key uh, parts of, of your event working of they have to they, you have to have like a continuation uh, on these people working with you. Uh, and I think uh, it, it starts it starts with uh, obviously, Having <laughs> having good snow conditions, that's the most important if you want to ski. Then having, obviously, the luck maybe to have a, 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 a nice weather day, obviously, as well. But also all the organization part from the start set up uh, to when you come to the finish line, that you have all the, all the, posi- uh, all the needed um, parts of the event well organized. 
and the 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 skier can enjoy from start to finish the whole the whole uh, the whole event then you have done a lot of right things and also your area Uh, the Engadin Valley, that is, I have to say, one of the greatest places on earth in terms of skiing and the surroundings, good snow, as you said. That's probably a really good sort of a selling card, you know, for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, one of our USPs is for sure that we are, we are, uh, uh, <clears throat> we, we are on the good side in the, in the, in the meaning that We are quite quite snow safe on this high altitude at 1,700 meters. Yeah, snow conditions are are very good. I think also the landscape and the valley itself uh, uh, offers something which uh, is unique. And uh, I think so, uh, we are also very proud on that. And that's something we want to showcase to all participants and TV audience. So I think yeah, we are blessed. I I will, I think we are really blessed to stay here in a valley like that, to have these beautiful surroundings. And uh, if we can th- bring that to everybody who, who gets into La Diagonela and gets this feeling, then uh, that, that's the goal is a shift. But it hasn't always been a smooth walk in a park for you guys because the, you've had a different course for many years and it took a while before you were able to have the full length course at one year it was snowing so much so you gone through all kinds of stages uh, until you finally were able to have the kind of the finished product you talk about absolutely absolutely so it, like you said it was a, pro- a project we we always knew how the project should look like uh, speaking uh, for example from the course itself was as you said the, the first uh, well the first year was perfect when we took it over on a short note we we had tons of snow and could do basically whatever we wanted uh, uh, on the snow situation wise and course wise but starting from the second year there was uh, like three years where we struggled um, or we yeah uh, with uh, different setups Uh, and also there, you you have to be flexible. I mean, it's an outside sport. Everything can happen all the time, uh, as we know. Uh, not always, uh, not only on our event, on all others' events as well. Uh, uh, there are events which are 50 k's and longer, uh, so you have uh, a lot to deal with. And I think uh, uh, an organization for such a race, no matter what, has to. Have the plan. What's 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 your uh, what's your final goal? How how does it have to look? But then you have to be very flexible and adjustable. I mean, because uh, not only nowadays, I would say uh, always uh, everything can happen. You are outside. The weather can change. There can be uh, avalanche danger. Then it can snow in the morning. It can snow during the. Uh, the race and whatsoever there can be parts which are not um, not uh, accessible anymore uh, out of different reasons uh, so yeah you have always to be very flexible and ready with other plans so you can still deliver and that's very and it sometimes <laughs> yes and it sometimes gets very cold uh, in the morning that has happened as well 
Oh yeah, that's uh, that's also a part. I mean, like I said, we are 1,700 meters. We have uh, days which we are at uh, minus 20 to minus 30 degrees, uh, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, this is all part of the nature. Like I said, we are out on the nature. We have to work with the nature. We can't work against. And uh, yeah, that's how it is. And that's our challenges that we have to handle. You talked about the course and uh, finally you were able to to present the full 65-kilometer course that now goes to St. Moritz. But can you walk us through the actual mm-hmm. course? It seems to be kind of easy one, but as a lot of pro team athletes say, it really isn't that easy. Exactly. Well, if you look it on the map, uh, you say, well, it's quite flat and it's, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, It's an easy 65k uh, kind of loop, right? Uh, but then, and this is also the feedback we have over these years, right? It, uh, it's actually it's not that easy. So we start in 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 Zuots here, uh, uh, where the in summer we have the driving range of the golf club, we have the starting field, and then we uh, go quite flat, a, a little bit uh, up towards uh, La Punta and Samaden. Then we take a turn there where we have the the first sprint usually in Samaden, at the driving range in Samaden on the golf course, if you make the parallel with the summer. And then actually we uh, go through uh, the first time through the Stadterwald where we have the first uphills uh, towards towards St. Moritz where uh, the second sprint is in St. Moritz and we turn back. Uh, towards Pontresina, still through the Stadtwald, uh, a little bit uh, where where it's also a little bit more more up and down, if you want to say. Then we uh, arrive in Pontresina. We go towards uh, Valrosage, which a lot of people, especially when we're there here before or after La Diagonella, call to be one of the most beautiful parts to ski in the area. I definitely think so too. I think you you also, Timo, if I remember correctly. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we, we go, we come back to Pontresina. We go down to Samaden uh, by the airport. And then basically we follow the same road. Uh, uh, we, we came up the valley. We go back uh, to Tsuats. That part between the airport, Samaden and Tsuats uh, starting field is is flat uh, it's a lot of uh, the pro athletes are double pulling that part uh, that's no problem and then in towards basically when when we go towards uh, to, towards Stampf, there it will be a little bit there the decisions are made for the pro athlete because then there is so first of all we have like 50 case already uh, made right and the last 15 they are the toughest uh, which uh, it's always a slight uphill uh, which we had uh, to do and uh, we go down to Samaden we take the turn and then we go on the other side of the river of the Inn River and we have like the last one and a half case into the uh, center of Tsuats uh, through this uh, old historic village if you want to say but that part yeah it's always you have always to work uh, to ski it's it's never a part where you can relax uh, uh, or, or something like that. It's, you have always to work and work and, and lots of people underestimate, 
the that part of 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 the race and the feedbacks after a race are a lot well uh, it's not as easy as it looks on the map to do uh, this 65k race and also the last k is very interesting and you finish yeah. uh, in a downtown in, uh, of the village zuas yeah it's uh, that's uh, definitely the 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 best puzzle the, the our usp is the, the finish line in zuas in the center of zuas it's uh, through this historic village uh, especially also the recreational uh, skiers appreciate that uh, a lot that's a, that's a unique experience uh, which they experience and yeah we want to hold firm on that uh, on that uh, part of the race for sure and the course also follows the same uh, track as uh, the Engadin ski marathon the one that you mentioned earlier but a little bit of in the opposite direction exactly the Engadin ski marathon basically comes uh, all the way down so from some more it's down to towards right uh, just one way and we basically go uh, up and down the valley if you want to say and all the course is during non-race day la diagonale is open to the to the normal public so yeah the slopes are, are groomed permanently next let's hear what a former winner of la diagonale Eustin Petersen says about the race i have a love and hate relationship with the race because uh, you either feel very good or extremely bad. I don't know why. It's not because of the beautiful surroundings, that's for sure, but um, uh, maybe the altitude, maybe the um, uh, the dry, cold air, maybe the dry, cold snow, I don't know. But um, sometimes I feel great and other times I feel very bad. Um, the race itself, it's, it's beautiful. It's... Um, the track is uh, more or less in the valley of uh, Engadin uh, with beautiful surroundings all all around. Uh, and it's um, people will look at the, the track profile and see that, oh, this is kind of an um, easy race. There are not so many long uphills, um, lots of flat terrain, and people will mistakenly think it's an easy race but uh, when it's flat people tend have a tendency to forget that uh, there are no rest so it's uh, La Degonella is a very hard race I would say it's one of the hardest races in the ski classic because there are no long parts where you can actually rest to me, it's one of the the nicest uh, races uh, when you think about the circumstances and the nature, uh, but it's also one of the hardest when you think of the lack of resting. So it seems to me that a lot of people like this race, and I've done it myself. I can say it, it's, it's, it is a really tough course in a sense, as you said. I mean, it's uh, not that many climbs, but a high altitude, but then again, really beautiful surroundings. Um, Ramon, if you think about La Diagonella, and I've been to- we're talking about a little bit about the history and, and also the kind of the, the future, but what has Visma Ski Classics brought into the mix and how much has that helped you guys internationally? Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, Visma Ski Classics helped, helped us a lot um, in many ways. Uh, first of all, the collaboration 
with the team of the, the ski classics was always very uh, very good and uh, yeah on a very friendly and and good mood also and I think that's very important uh, on that side they uh, they have a lot of knowledge right experiences on, on all other races what works what uh, what's what's maybe not so good to do and uh, if you are there in an exchange you can only you can only uh, help each other and, uh, and 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 yeah and grow uh, together right i mean we we on on the local side we have uh, local knowledge where we we bring in on this specific race uh, on our uh, where we know uh, some stuff uh, exactly how it uh, should be done uh, but then there are so, uh, other inputs who come in who who definitely help us on that side and of course being part of such a big family of uh, of ski classics also uh, helps uh, of course uh, expose the uh, our race i mean we i don't think we we would uh, be as known as we are at the, um, right now uh, with la diagonela as our race if we wouldn't be part of ski classics and that's all we, ski classics is for sure more known in in the northern parts of europe than in central europe this is uh, for sure something and uh, yeah and that helps us a lot and uh, we appreciate that uh, to be part of uh, of that family very much and yeah that's that's also the plan to 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 be part in the future with ski classics to develop and grow cross-country skiing together also for the future That is actually a good segue uh, to my next question, which is about cross-country skiing in your country, not just in your country, but in Central Europe, generally speaking. And you mentioned that, uh, of course, Visma Ski Classics and long-distance skiing is very popular up here north uh, Mm -hmm. in Scandinavian countries. But what could be done to increase the popularity, you know, the exposure of the sport uh, in Central Europe? Well, I, I, cross-country skiing, uh, I, I can speak mainly, uh, I think, uh, for, from, from, for, for Switzerland, if one might say. First of all, I think Diagonella, La Diagonella in Switzerland brought back classic skiing. Because uh, in Switzerland, classic skiing was not uh, really on, on, on uh, something people were talking about. If you're talking cross-country skiing, then it's uh, uh, free technique. It or still is uh, most 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 uh, most skiers are uh, free technique skiers. We brought a little bit back this uh, classic technique, and we were be, be very surprised um, already from the beginning that we had quite a lot of recreational skiers, which took the 65k. Obviously, we have also dif- other distances uh, to do, like La Pacifica with uh, 30k, or nowadays also with the Stafetten, uh, you can you can do together. But uh, classic skiing was not very popular anymore in, in, in Switzerland. And now it starts to come back. And I don't want to say that La Diagonela is the only reason. Absolutely not. There are, uh, there are um, uh, especially the, the new uh, ski models who help a lot uh, uh, towards this direction. But La Diagonela was a small part in Switzerland to grow classic technique skiing uh, back again, or bring it back on the, on the table. And I, generally speaking, cross-country skiing is, is, is uh, getting bigger and bigger in Switzerland. And of course, that has, uh, uh, in my eyes, uh, a few reasons. One reason for sure is we have uh, 
since a lot of years. Uh, <laughs> finally, again, a superstar in, in, in Dario Colonia, which helps a lot. It's nothing to say about that. That's perfect. Um, but then it's for sure also, I think the people are more into into going out, uh, exercising, uh, doing stuff, uh, uh, having new goals, uh, not only in the cross-country uh, section, also running or biking and stuff like that. These uh, things are, are growing. Uh, people are more aware of that all. And this helps cross-country as a whole as well, I think. Since you mentioned uh, Dario Colonia, I think it would be great to have a superstar, a Swiss superstar in long-distance skiing as well. But do you foresee that in the future? Do you think that that's possible? that you'll get someone like Dario, but in long distance skiing? That's uh, that would be wishful for sure. Right. On the other hand, uh, if, if we look back, we don't, don't forget uh, Serena Bonner. Uh, she is a legend, a ski classics legend. Don't forget her. She's Swiss actually. She's from the Vos. Uh, so yes, um, it, it definitely would help. If there is somebody I see, probably not. On the other hand, I mean, with Ski Classics, we have now, since last year, a team from Team Graubünden, BSV, uh, IBEX team, which uh, which has some young talents in it who are working very hard day in and day out. They are all, all, also here in summer in our area uh, working out. And uh, uh, who knows, maybe... Maybe from there there comes something. A big international star like Dario Colonia, I think that will be difficult to have in ski classics out of Switzerland in the next foreseen years. But maybe one day we'll see if that's going to happen. Hopefully, but... hopefully, because I think it's it it, it it's important to have uh, this uh, kind of figures in our sports, uh, which are uh, which are known. Also, a little, uh, also outside of the sport, and I think this is this uh, this is very important to have to grow a certain uh, a certain sport. And next, let's talk about you, Ramon, and find out who you are. <laughs> Ramon, what is your story? We now know that you are running uh, La Diagonela and also the golf courses over there, but. How did you get involved with the golf and skiing and and what is the uh, what is the story of of, of you your story <laughs> yourself story exactly pretty simple <laughs> I mean I, I I I'm born and raised in the Engadine I'm born in Madulain which is the smallest town in in the Engadine Valley nearby Tsuots. Uh and uh, I did here all almost schooling and everything. I went to the Lyceum, the international boarding school here uh, in Tsuots, which uh, you see on all these pictures from La Diagonela, the big orange building uh, when you enter the, uh, the, uh, the village of Tsuots. I had uh, uh, the honor to go there, there to school and after my school I uh, went and did the apprenticeship and Basically, when I was uh, when I when I finished with with my apprenticeship, I started here in Tsuots uh, working in a tourist business, tourist sector. And uh, back then, the golf course in Tsuots was built. 
And golf course was from Tuat was built uh, partly as well from uh, under the lead from a Canadian golf architect, and uh, a part of the team were from Canada. So and basically, I, yeah, I made friends with these guys, and uh, one of the them became a golf architect himself. So I got into golf a little bit from that side. And when uh, the project here in Switzerland was over, he asked me if I want to go with him to Canada for a golf project uh, in Canada. So, and then I, I left with him for a couple of years in, uh, in, uh, to, for a golf project in Canada. And that's How was the, Canada? How was the experience? Well, the, the experience was fantastic. I, I would, would never miss that. It was the, yeah. One of the best times of my life, of course, but <laughs> was young back then. And no, I, uh, I don't want to miss that experience. That was fantastic. Uh, it gave me a lot. And uh, I had the, the, the possibility to see a, a, a great and wonderful country uh, uh, and experience fantastic people over there. And uh, yeah, like I said, that's, that, that was great. That was absolutely great. Where did you stay there? I well, That was a nearby, that was like, Four hours north of Toronto. So, and uh, myself, I, when I grew up, I was a big, and I'm still a big hockey fan. So, you know, in Switzerland, like in Sweden and Finland as well, hockey is also quite big. It's, it's probably bigger than, than cross country skiing. And I was a, a big hockey fan, and Canada is uh, the motherland of hockey. So, yeah, that was, that was great. And, even today, when uh, the some guys from Sweden come down for La Diagonela on Sunday, on Sunday evening, we have like a, 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 a match, uh, Team Sweden against Team Switzerland, <laughs> for a group of guys from uh, which uh, which uh, participate every year La Diagonela on Sunday evening. We have a hockey game together. <laughs> that that's great. No, that's that's fantastic. And when I came back here in Switzerland, uh, then I started to work with the. Uh, with a golf course here in Switzerland, over here in the Engadin Valley, and uh, now since five years, and the general manager of the of the golf courses here. And uh, yeah, it was in, it was on the time when I came back when I back, uh, started myself doing a little bit of uh, cross country skiing. I had a goal, my first goal to do Vasa Lopet. And uh, so I, I started training with my brother who used to uh, ski for the Swiss national team for a short period as well. Uh, he showed me a little bit the, the ABC of, uh, of how to ski. And then I uh, participated in Vasa Lopet uh, with a couple of friends. And uh, yeah, so I, so I came in a little bit in this, uh, in this family or in this business also of... of of cross-country skiing. So how was your Va Vasa Lopet experience? 90 kilometers of pain or, uh, or enjoyment? <laughs> it was both, actually. It was both. It was, I mean, I, I, I remember when, when I had my first uh, training session with my brother back then. It was like beginning of January. And then we went out and then he looked at me and said, Ramon, you're going to die up there you're gonna die <laughs> and then well I, I i made it i made the whole 90 case it took me like eight hours or something but uh when i, I still remember when i when i went through the finish line of vasa Lopet, i started crying out of the emotions 
And that's, uh, that's, that's huge, I think. That's, uh, it was such a fantastic experience. I mean, of course, during these 90 Ks, you, you, were, uh, yeah, <laughs> you were not always happy, right? And there were moments when you said, no, I'm quitting or stuff like that. But the moment you did it, it was like one of the best feelings uh, you can have, definitely. And it is definitely the uh, greatest, the biggest ski race in the world. But after you've done it, is there anything that you could probably take from that particular event and put it uh, into action uh, in La Diagonella? Well, that's very that, that's very a hard question because I mean Vasa Lopet uh, is a uh, yeah. It's the crown jewel of, of the whole long distance races, right? And I think all, all races have to develop their own personality, if you want to say. But what what was yeah, what, what was for sure very good and in this still in Vasalopet is the whole organization side. I mean, you, you it was all perfectly organized from A to Z through all your experience. And I think that's the level uh, of the uh, of our events on in ski classics, or especially uh, uh, the, the the pro events, where we have to be, or where we want, where we need to be, to develop the whole the, the whole sport as well. And uh, I think, yeah, Baselopet uh, is uh, is surely the one we have to look at. Indeed it is, the biggest ski race in the world. But let's go back to Ramon a little bit and your work. I mean, you, we've been talking about golf quite a lot, but are you a good golf player yourself? I wouldn't say I'm a good golf player. I, I would say I, I enjoy golfing very much. Uh, a little bit, uh, I have a single handicap, but uh, I'm struggling right now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can move myself quite good over the course, but I'm, I'm far away from being a pro golfer. <laughs> And then what goes into your daily routine when you're running the uh, the golf course? What do you do exactly? What kind of things do you need to take care of? Well, it all starts with uh, taking care of uh, <clears throat> well, running running the team of the green keepings who take care of the course. That's uh, the first of all. Then, of course, uh, re- uh, organizing all, uh, all the all the front office personnel, if you want to say, then make sure that all um, connections with the restaurants and pro shops uh, uh, goes well. Uh, Then, of course, we have uh, over the whole summer, we have like five and a half months, uh, we have opened the course from mid-May to mid-end October. We host about 110 uh, golf tournaments, which we organize together with bigger or, or, or smaller uh, sponsors or uh, um, partners as well so we have to take care of that part and organize and organize these these events together with them and that's a that's a big part of it obviously we have like 1300 members uh, which uh, uh, are our guests here uh, uh, which we have to, to take care of uh, uh, and then on the other side we have uh, from all, all rounds who are done on our golf courses, uh, half of them are done, like I said, to our members, to our 1,300 members, and the other half is done by guests who spend their holidays here in uh, one of our 
hotels or uh, apartments in the Engadin Valley. And uh, yeah, you have to make sure that they feel welcome, feel feel good here, that everything runs smoothly, that they can uh, enjoy their journey, their free time on our on our golf facilities. Uh, yeah. It's it's a little bit if you compare it to La Diagonela. Diagonela is one event, but we, way bigger. And here you have a lot of events during all this period. But the system and the setup is always the same, and the goals quite often as well. And when do you actually uh, shift your mindset from golf to skiing? When does the actual work for La Diagonela begin, or is it kind of year round together with your work? For golf, um, that's actually a very good question, and um, of course, in summer, my mind is uh, more or less uh, on the golf side. And this starts, I would say, uh, mid 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 February, end of February. Uh, the mindset is quite uh, quite uh, on the on the golfing side. The golfing side, of course, goes until uh, October November for sure. Uh, and the, the 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 shift to towards La Diagonela starts, I would say, in September. Often from September onwards, the focus and the 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 the, the points uh, are often on the on the table on that side. But that this this is actually also situation when we say, okay, where we want to develop, where we want to go, right? We as an organization on the La Diagonela. Uh, are all working on a voluntary ba basis at the moment, right? And uh, I think we have to make there some decisions on how how we can, from an organizational point of view, maybe work a little bit with, with somebody who can take care also during the summertime, which is essential for a, for a winter event as well, because there you ha can have... Uh, done, can be done pre-work and stuff like that. So that's basically a, um, a point where we have to look deeper in it and see if there is a need for a different setup for the future. And what are usually the things that you guys do uh, first when you're going to get together after the summer? What goes on well, uh, in your first meeting? Yeah, well, actually, actually, tonight... Tonight we are uh, we are we have a big barbecue doing on a, on the on the on the on an alp on a, on the mountains. We go every, all, all together. We have uh, we have one of our guys uh, who is actually this summer. He's on an alp uh, with the cows, and we go and visit him all together. The whole uh, uh, OC. And we go there, and we have uh, our first meeting where we uh, our first meeting where we where we discuss about how uh, about certain possibilities also for the future, where we stand at for the work for this year, so it's for 2021 uh, event. Uh, obviously, uh, how is the situation right now? Because as you know, we have. Uh, at the moment, a very special uh, situation with uh, the virus as well. Which we can, where we have to discuss uh, different setups, different uh, possibilities or outcomes. What do we do if, like? And actually, today we have uh, we have our first meeting, if you want to say. But uh, normally we we meet like every two months in the summer uh, as well with the with the with the with the OC. 
I think it makes sense to uh, find out what regular folks, just regular skiers, would like to say about your race. Uh, yeah, my name is Steven. I'm um, a passionate cross-country skiing uh, racer. Uh, originally from the Ingadin Valley, uh, I have been living in Zurich uh, the past couple of years, where I also founded a cross-country skiing club, the very famous by now Zurich Doppelstock. Um, we are a club with about uh, 80 members from uh, uh, Sweden, Norway, expats, uh, uh, people who used to live in the mountains and live now in the big city. Uh, the La Diagonale, I think it's an amazing race in the Swiss Alps, uh, in the Engadin Valley, which is uh, considered probably the, the king of the valleys. It's uh, an amazing atmosphere to race in January up there. Usually uh, they guarantee very good snow conditions. And uh, I mean, the sun and the Alps, uh, the, the scenery is just amazing. Uh, the first 15K, usually it's a, a flat race uh, all the way up to Samaden. It's a good double pole in session. It's a good uh, way to start the race. And usually uh, it gets a uh, very relaxed atmosphere after that since it stretches the field a little bit. And then pretty much the roller coaster starts from Samaden all the way back to Pontresina. It has some... Uh, Good and nice climbs, very technical. Uh, is it good to do double polling all the way? Probably not all of those, but uh, it's these 15Ks uh, are very nicely to like switch from double polling into uh, classic technique, which is uh, very rarely found these days uh, on the international uh, races. So these 15Ks, they are very challenging, but in a, in a beautiful scenery, going through the woods, crossing the St. Moritz Lake, uh, and then turning in St. Moritz back to Pontresina, hitting another uh, mountain valley before making the turn, going back down to Pontresina, and then uh, entering the next 15K, where it's, uh, again, some double polling back to La Punte. And from there, the roller coasting starts once again, and uh, it's probably the toughest 15 uh, case uh, in all the Visma Ski Classic for the end, or the most underrated uh, ones for, for the finish, because from there, there is some uh, good climbs uh, also to, to finish then the race, where again, I think uh, double polling or uh, classic technique uh, can be used both so for a good finish. And then, of course, the finish in Tuots. I think it's one of the most spectacular finishes as well. Uh, entering the old town, uh, a very almost a thousand years old, uh, cruising through those old houses, uh, entering the the town square. Uh, this is a very special atmosphere, especially for me, coming originally from Tsuats. It is a real homecoming, and uh, the atmosphere on the town square and around the town uh, has been very nice always. Um, yeah, uh, I hope this gives you some insights and some ideas uh, about the race. Thank you. Bye-bye. My name is Florian and I'm doing some Visma Ski Classic races since a few years. Four or five times La Diagonela, three times Vasalop, but much longer, and Orifiel Slop, but then maybe one or two, yeah, Birkebinder races more. Um, yes, what can I say about La Diagonela? I really love that race, especially of course because it's in my home region. I grew up in Stampf where the turning point is before the finish line in Suez. 
went to school in Zurz and I of course know every meter of that race, what makes it very special for me. But I think also skiers from other countries like the scenery there. On a paper it seems a really easy race, but when you participate <laughs> you don't know why it seems. It is for me a really hard race until the finish line. So Ramon, I think before we wrap up this interesting discussion with you uh, about La Diagonella, let's talk about the future. We touched upon that a little bit, but sort of a long-term future. But let's start from next season, next year. What are you hoping to achieve with La Diagonella come 2021? At the moment, uh, we, I don't know, we plan if uh, the situation will be safe, like it is at the moment and hopefully will stay we will ha have the the race um exactly like we had the last two or three years we introduced uh, last year uh, la stafetta as an additional possibility to participate on uh, on uh, la diagonella basically there are teams of four uh, which do the whole uh, course and uh, we had also a special um, activity, if you want to say, where everybody who was uh, born in the 2000s was, uh, was free, was invited to participate, had nothing uh, to, to pay. We will, uh, we will do this, um, this auction uh, once again. The, the idea behind this to promote the young people to uh, to participate in such races to experience such races because we saw that our participants are 35 years plus so we had we had a gap on the on the young generation and we wanted to do something uh, for this young younger generation maybe they were afraid of of participation on on such races or i don't know what but we want uh, to work a little bit there and to to give them a chance, to, uh, motivation to participate on such races, also to to make sure we have a future. Did it help? Did you get more young skiers? Oh yeah, we we did have actually had uh, we didn't have uh, th thousands, but uh, we we uh, we had uh, a nice increase on on young on young people. And I think uh, as all these uh, things we do, uh, you have to you have to do it uh, at least uh, three to to five years. To, to to see okay uh, it it had an influence or not so we will we will stick to that and what else do you have in the pipeline what kind of other developments are you planning to well to come what, up we, with? what we for sure did is uh, we had uh, we prolonged the the contract with ski classics for the next uh, two years plus option for an additional two so we hope uh, we, we are uh, we are with the ski classics uh, for the next next future uh, that's uh, also good and um, yeah maybe maybe tonight when we have the meeting we will come up with a new idea i don't know yet but uh, it's nothing yet to that we can communicate let's say like that since you are going to be uh, in a visma ski classics family at least for for two two more years maybe even four more years or maybe who knows forever uh Thinking about Visma Ski Classics as a brand, as a tour, pro tour, is there anything you personally would like to see 
in Bismarcky Classics, something we should put fo more focus on towards the future? Well, uh, I think Wisma Ski Classics on the Pro Tour side is uh, very well built. Uh, I see an, an, a yearly increment there. Uh, there's lots going on. There are more teams. There is also younger younger athletes coming in uh, in this uh, sense. Wisma Ski Classics is, uh, in my eyes, uh, compared to, to other series, so also working very good in the in the in the social media part of uh, and and uh, interaction part of with uh, different offers uh, there are but we we really should also focus a little bit more on is the whole part of the recreational skiers and i think really there 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 we have a potential because in the end uh, the, the recreational skiers is uh, at least speaking for La Diagonela for sure is is uh, is also very very important part, if not the more important part. Uh, not to take away from any, anybody anything, but uh, yeah, the the recreational skier should always or should be in the middle. I think that is a good point, and of course we have taken steps uh, towards that. We have the uh, ranking now that yeah. it covers everybody, not just the uh, pro athletes. And uh, Visma Ski Classics Challenger Challenger Series uh, is very much about that as well. Yeah, uh, you're you're right, and and then again, uh, I mean, in the end, such new formats or so new products, setups, whatever, they need time develop nothing you can implement and it's here and just clicks or not uh, not a lot right so i think um we need we need time to develop and 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 work on it further and then it will be successful and then the long term future so sort of in your wildest dreams where would you like to see La Diagonela, like in, <laughs> in five my, years. In my wildest dreams, I would I would see La Diagonela, let's say with uh, three to four thousand participants, being a big party, <laughs> uh, even more than is today. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. Maybe even with uh, yeah, with with one or two events. Uh, during the week or uh, on, on the site a little bit, yeah, that that could be a direction, which which would be great to achieve. But like I said in the beginning, and I know maybe it's it's getting boring if I say that the most important thing is that we deliver each and every year the best possible product to our recreational and professional skiers who come here they feel well they feel a, kind of like a home at, at home if you want to say they go home with a big smile and say this was a cool experience i had a great time and to, and and we and and if we achieve that year for year then we are good we are good and that's that's what we that's what we want to have every each and every year and that will eventually lead up to that picture that you just painted there in sort of the, in your wildest dreams that you will have all kinds of side of uh, events and things like that. But uh, what would you like to say uh, to those people, to those skiers who haven't done 
La Diagonela yet and out there listening to this uh, podcast and kind of contemplating the idea of coming over? Well, I, 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 I definitely think that La Diagonela uh, is a race who, who every uh, long distance skier, uh, if pro athlete or not, or recreational skier, should at least once in their uh, uh, sport span do because it, it offers, like all other races in, uh, in the Pro Tour as well, an, a different experience for sure. I mean, like I said, here you have beautiful surrounding, you have uh, uh, on, an, on another altitude, um, and I think it's definitely a race which every good skier or a good, every recre- or recreational pro skier which w- does this kind of racing, long distance racing, should should experience uh, once at least in in uh, his career it is certainly true and and i also speak from my experience it is a truly a wonder your race thank you very much uh, for this podcast and for this interview ramon and i'll hope uh, you and your organization will have all the best in in the future and maybe one day we'll see the big 4000 uh, people crowd in your Uh, participating in your event thank you very much Timo and even if uh, like I said even if we don't reach uh, participation wise uh, these big numbers if you want to say the most important that everybody has a great experience when here and then we have achieved our goal thank you Timo This podcast is a W Sports Media production.